Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast. I'm Chuck. Today, I sit down with Elliot Norton, the director of Canyon County, the web series. You can check that out online right now after we have our conversation. We talk about movies. We talk about a lot of different things, and we have a lot of laughs. Enjoy. Welcome, Elliot. Thank you. It's nice being back here. Oh, welcome back, I guess. Thank you. You've been in this room before? Yes. Okay. It looked different last time you were on. Yeah. I mean, I think you added some more equipment. And then some, I got rid of the sheets from the walls and put them on the table and the window. Yeah, exactly. And then you also added in all of this other stuff on the walls, which I think are sound dampening panels. Is that what this is? Yeah, you can hear it. Go ahead. You can scream right into one. Nobody will notice. No. Listen, listen. Didn't hear a thing, did you? No. Wow. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Um, do you want to start with uh, movies or do you want to talk about Canyon County? Or um, do you want to talk about unrelated topics? So I have I have 10 films that we can go high point, low point. Okay. And then I got three questions about filmmaking and then three questions about miscellaneous things. Miscellaneous? Yes. Okay. Um, I like to pronounce the hard C in miscellaneous. Yeah, for sure. I knew a person once that pronounced the T in subtle. S- oh, wow. They would say what about subtle. Wow. That's... That's impressive. I didn't think it was. Really? Yeah. Were they looking down at you, like down their nose at you every time they would say it? No. No, I think... It I, wasn't that subtle. I think I think that person was just kind of just, just thought that that's the way it was pronounced. But maybe oh. it is. Actually, the more I think about it, maybe... It, is it pronounced that? No, it's subtle, right? I have no idea. Because it's spelled S-U-B-T-L-E. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think it's just subtle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it would be less subtle if it were pronounced subtle. Subtle. But I was that saying would be it ironic. Like that. It'd be like I the remember, word abbreviation. Because the because the guy was uh, one of my good friends, and I was and he was a really intelligent person. And I actually started saying subtle until somebody corrected me, oh. and then I felt stupid. But then at the same did time, did he laugh? Was he there? No, <laughs> <laughs> I got him. I've been working on him for months. Yeah, and he finally said it in in front of somebody while I was here. <laughs> no. That didn't happen. Oh, okay. All right. It would have been a better story, though. Okay. I was, All right. Let's I, go with the movies first. Movies? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're doing high point, low point. What I did okay. was I had uh, the internet randomly generate 10 movies. And I'm pretty sure between you and I, we've seen all of them. But I could be wrong. Okay. So uh, first movie, The Predator, high point, low point. For whom? The movie. So it's a high point? Yeah, what's some what's what they so did? So you right? just you just you're t- I'm, I'm, it's a, a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Is no high saying? high point, low point of the movie. A thumbs up for the movie and a thumbs down for the movie. Both. Okay, so I'm gonna say it's you a good to... movie, and the high point would be when he discovers that his that he can't be seen when he's covered in mud. Ooh, because that part's really tense. Remember? Because yeah. you're like, oh man, he's gonna die. Arnold Schwarzenegger's definitely gonna die this time in this movie. <laughs> And then you, and then he realizes because he crawls through the river and it's really tense. Remember, and then the predator's mm. there, and then he's covered in mud, and then he oh realizes, yeah yeah, and then like it's a really long drawn out moment, and then Arnold when he runs when the alien runs away, Arnold goes he couldn't see me like that. that Does he say that line? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because we wouldn't have figured it out, so he had to <laughs> he had to say something in that moment. He couldn't see me because of the mud. <laughs> Just like in uh, Jurassic Park. They can't see you if you don't move. Yeah. Which was common knowledge. You can ask any 
dinosaurologist. Paleontologist. Yeah. Yeah. Those two. Mm-hmm. They're both they're both very familiar with the concept of T Rexes not being able to see if you move. That wasn't in the book, was it? I don't remember. I read the book when I was in fourth grade. So Oh, okay. I don't remember. Oh. Well, you should probably read it again. Because no. that may relate to one of the questions I have for you later. Okay. So so for high point, low point, I, I say Oh low point. What's the low point of Predator? The low point of Predator. Um, when Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, oh, what's the what's the guy's name from Arrested Development that always is giving the acting pointers? Uh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Yeah. When when Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers when they first see each other, and then they shake hands, but then it becomes an in midair arm wrestling contest. Oh, I remember that. And then like that was and then really there's good. a close up on both of their <laughs> muscles like this, and they're just like. <laughs> like that and then uh, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger beats him and then he says you've been stuck in the desk job for too long <laughs> I think that's also a high point yeah, no. I mean, is one of those great movies where the high where the low points are also high points so. yeah <laughs> it's ambiguous that way yeah um okay next movie are you ready for it yeah Trolls 2 Trolls 2 I was excited when this one popped up because this is one of those. So you you randomly generated this list. How did you randomly generate this list? I just, I typed in to Google. I typed in random movie generator, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then there was this uh, this website that popped up first, and then you click it, and then it like gives you like four, and so within those four, I picked one. Is Troll the one where they have like like singing in it? Uh, no, it's a leprechaun. The leprechaun is the one that sings. Trolls Two was the one with the with the like the trolls had like they were they were really uh, you could tell that they were just like masks and they had like green stuff coming out of their mouths a lot. Okay, I can't say a high point or low point. I, I don't know if I've ever or if I've seen it before. I was really drunk. Okay, <laughs> and I have no memory of it. So that's a good high point. Yeah, <laughs> the high point of Troll Two is is getting another beer and maybe bathroom breaks. <laughs> Cool. And the low point is needing to get another beer and take a lot of bathroom breaks. <laughs> yeah. If that happened. No, having to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Is the low point. Um, no, the high point would be the credits, the end credits. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> yeah. I made it. Yeah. Um, what about The Shape of Water? The Shape of Water? Okay. Cool. I haven't seen that one yet. I saw it's on Netflix, but I haven't clicked play still. Instead, I watched Avengers Infinity Wars. Oh, <laughs> I, That was really not a good decision, but I did it. Okay. Well, I, I was one of those people that didn't like The Shape of Water because okay. I thought it was overhyped. Uh, but I would say the high point, there's a scene where the guy, uh, where the main villain goes to the bathroom and he washes his hands before he uses the urinal. Oh. And then he washes his hand before he uses the urinal and then he relieves himself and then i can't remember what the line but it was a really cool line and then he explains to like this because he does it in front of these two women Mm -hmm. even though the bathroom's closed and they're like cleaning it out he's just like whatever but he washes his hands and he relieves himself and he's like a man never i can't remember the line was anyway the man never washes his hands after he relieves himself or else he's blah blah blah, or i don't know he didn't i don't know that part was cool because maybe we should guess like five more times what the line was (laughs) (laughs) i got stuck i got stuck there for a second that's okay so i said that was a high point the low point would be when they have to explain how the fish has sex with the woman oh you explained to me that scene yeah now i i'm it's ruined for me because i'm just going to be watching waiting for that scene yeah because i was i mean to be fair to the movie I mean, if you're going to have a plot where a woman has sex with a fish, you know, the audience is going to wonder exactly how that works. So I'm glad that they did explain it. But at the same time, it was like, 
Why the tone was wrong? Yeah, well, I don't know if it was the tone. It was just also, that's when you realize like how ridiculous it is that she's like fucking this fish. Because <laughs> when like, they first, it just got a first, little too real. Yeah. Because when they first started fucking, I was just like, this is really strange. And then, and then my mind did go like, does she like somehow lay her eggs like at the bottom of this like tub that he's in? And then he like fertilizes, like, you know, like actual fish, like it's all like outside of their bodies. And I'm like, did she figure that out somehow? <laughs> Or, nope. but then they have to explain it, that he has like a weird penis thing underneath one of his fins. That's how sharks work, I think. Really? Yeah, I think that was on uh, one of the, the uh, blue planets or something, the BBC ones. Now, sharks have penises? Yeah, for sharks give live birth, dude. Really? Yeah, sharks give live birth. Am I coming off as amazingly ignorant right now? I don't think so. I watch a lot of ridiculous documentaries. Oh, I bet so. Cody Newton would have known that. <laughs> yeah, because he was <laughs> he was studying the fish with a camera. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll hold. The, I should have held the shark question. I, it wasn't even a question. It just came up. Yeah. There's a little factoid for you. Next okay. time that comes up on trivia night, you're gonna well, get now it right. I like, now or I'm... you're gonna say it in front of somebody, and then you're gonna be embarrassed because <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like, and I'll be like, "Yes, I hope I'm there." When you explain to somebody that sharks give live birth, and they'll be like, "No, they don't," and I'll be like, giggling off to the side. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know what to believe now. I, I'm gonna say that that was a low point in the movie, and there's a there's a musical number in the movie too that's really stupid. What? Yeah, there's oh, like a my musical. Gosh. Yeah, it's a really. It's not. A, I didn't get why it was so beloved. It, it was an amalgam. <laughs> an amalgam of yeah. all sorts of different uh, yeah movies. it was like well it was mostly splash with like a little bit of pan's labyrinth in it okay because <laughs> it was really like insanely violent in like five scenes oh wow just like crazy violent like out of nowhere and then and then and then, and then a little bit of um like la la a, land <laughs> yeah a little bit of la la land or no like maybe like an old school musical like singing in the rain there's oh. like a singing in the rain style musical number in it randomly. interesting yeah, it's okay. Now I'm now I have to check it out. Um, did you see Mission Impossible Rogue Nation? No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, the best point. part of that movie is remembering Tom the Cruise. first, yeah, <laughs> remembering the first movie. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I liked the first one. Yeah, I don't remember the second one. The second one was the one where he learned kung fu. Randomly. He had superpowers. Yeah, he had like superpowers. And then and the he third could, like, one was okay again, I think, right? That was the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. Yeah, yeah that's right. That yeah. When that opening scene with him as the bad guy was definitely a high point. Yeah. And then the low point was Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. I think we're getting off track here. But Rogue Nation, I don't know what the low point would be. High I point mean, would be Tom Cruise is in it. Low point would be that Tom Cruise is 74 years yeah. old. <laughs> and yeah. he has a stunt double. <laughs> yeah. Actually, he doesn't do, he does all of his own stunts, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. You can actually watch him on this. Did he, go, did he walk up all those stairs himself? Yeah. He also does all of his own acting without a double. But uh, That's good. Uh, you can actually watch him uh, jump on YouTube. You can watch him jump off this building and totally biff it and break his ankle. Really? Yeah. In, the, in Rogue Nation? I think it was the one after that. Whatever the one after, the one that just came out. Oh, the Rogue Nation isn't the newest one. Uh, yeah, isn't there one after? Dang, I'm so far behind on Mission Impossible. I know. I'm, I haven't. I'm, I'm I still have to finish it. the wire. <laughs> <laughs> the wire and would now, probably be a better. Uh, now I just learned a I better thing to watch. At least but, two Mission Impossible movies to catch up on. Yeah, you can actually watch it. I did watch that. It's like it's this like other. It's this random camera angle, and it's him running. And it is him, and he like runs, and he like he he hits the side of this building and you can see his ankle, like his, his foot hit like flush with the side of the building. Oh, dang. And then his, and then his ankle just oh, goes man. like that. Oh, and then the, it's like a basketball highlight. Like, yeah. What's his name from the, yeah. uh, from the 
Boston Celtics last year. Ooh, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, you can watch that. It's pretty cool. And then he gets up and he like still runs afterwards, but he's just like limping really bad. And you're like, yeah, Tom Cruise. Okay. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so then he would have been 76 in, the, in that Yeah, one. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. Um, what about Gremlins? Gremlins? I, yeah. High point I haven't level. seen that since I was a kid. I, I assume... I was always a Gremlins 2 fan myself, even when I was a kid. I never liked the first one. <laughs> really? Yeah, I always liked the second one. The second one to me was like genius when I was a little kid. For some reason, like remember that was the one where like one of the Gremlins became like, took some intelligence serum. Oh, yeah. And then he turned into George Burns. Oh, that's smoking right. Smoking the cigar and singing songs. I remember that now. Yeah, that was, I think the, f- yeah, the first one was the prequel. <laughs> To the second one, <laughs> the that's, preface. I feel like that's a very controversial opinion, though. Uh oh, because I haven't seen either of those movies since I was about nine. Oh, okay, maybe earlier, like eight. Well, then they must still be scary in your mind. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I tried to it. watch Gremlins one again. Um, jeez, like last year, I think I didn't make it all the way through. Yeah. It was a little rough. Okay. Well, yeah. why? Why are you asking me then? I don't well, because you're I the guest. Well, <laughs> I can just interject anytime I want with my I'm answers. By, I'm the default guest. <laughs> so, uh, guest by default. Welcome. Um, well, we have to talk about Canyon County. We have okay. to promote it. That's our jobs. Yeah, for sure. Our unpaid jobs. Yeah. Part time. Although, is this kind of, I mean, if you were to stack up the hours in a week, That's I true. bet we would get health care. <laughs> we were doing it for somebody else. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's no healthcare at Lower Gentry Studios. We don't provide healthcare. <laughs> oh, can we say that? Am I gonna? No, it's okay. Trump's president. <laughs> we yeah. won't get in trouble now. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about? Let's keep going with this. Yeah, let's finish. Up. Okay. Come on. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, best part was. That's that's one that I've only seen once, and I saw it a long time ago. Too. I know. Me too. I don't remember. Best anything part, about I would it. say. I don't know. Um, Johnny Depp was walking cool. around weird, acting yeah, funny. Yeah, acting like a drunk. Worst part was probably Orlando Bloom. <laughs> That's going to be a controversial opinion. I, I feel like Orlando Bloom is always the worst part in anything ever. What else has he been in besides that in Lord of the Rings? Um, he was in this. Uh, he was in this really shitty romantic comedy called Elizabeth Town that an ex girlfriend of mine made me watch. Elizabeth Town. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, was that when he was like? He was like was, the pretty guy in Lord of the Rings, and then they like threw him into like some sort of like romantic thing. Yeah, and then they're like, okay. "Let's see if he can act." And then they're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, yeah, um, do like an American accent. And... Well, tr- we tried it with elf ears on, but the <laughs> but the test group didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that movie is really atrociously bad. Okay, so um, yeah, so low point. Low point is always him. If he's in the movie, he's the <laughs> lowest point that you can reach. Okay. I guess we'll just, unless he really wants to, if he wants to be, you're still welcome, Orlando Bloom, to be. Unless he wants to show on up one on Treasure films. Valley. Yeah. <laughs> you can still be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you can of, argue your point. He's like one of the 12 people just make that sure watches it's this this week. Be- believable. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. He's like one of the 12 people that watches this each week. And right now, we just. We'll be wondering why. Why hey. is it only ten views this week and not tw- and not eleven? It was just Orlando Bloom. <laughs> no, he would have had to make it through that far. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't turn it off. We'll check the minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Home Alone two. Worst part. I'm going to start with the low point because that's the part I remember and being angry about it even as a kid. Yeah. The fucking pigeon lady. 
Oh, I forgot about her. Yeah, the fucking pigeon lady. She's like the homeless pigeon lady. What does she do? And then she just, I don't remember. She like teaches him some sort of stupid lesson. And I remember as a oh, kid. Oh, it was like the replacement for the shovel guy with the yeah. salt. <laughs> yeah. They're like, who's going to play the shovel guy with the salt? He's not in New York. Maybe a pigeon lady. <laughs> and then. How do we take this exact same script and then <laughs> do it in New York? Yeah. How do I oh, do... crap. Shovel guy. We don't know what to do with him. How do I do control replace for just exterior New York instead of Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the fucking pigeon lady. I remember being pissed as a kid. Just, just like wondering when he's gonna start setting up his traps to, you know, hurt the crooks. As a, as a kid, oh, as a, yeah, yeah, we yeah. wouldn't saw that. As, as I remember seeing that in the theater. I don't remember when very I well. Very, when I, I don't remember very... how he got in the predicament. I remember the first one; they were like doing a head count or whatever, and some other kid was in there. And no, like no, a no, bunch the second of stuff one, he one. was. I remember that one. I remember that part very specifically because he was trying to follow. He was following a stranger that was wearing the exact same coat as his father in the airport. Oh, and then he. And then this was in the early 90s, and I guess kids could just get on planes. <laughs> they could. <laughs> and then just go anyplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did that when I, when I flew to Portland. It would have been 97. I guess I was 12. I know, but he had the wrong ticket and everything. He went to like a completely other area of the oh, world. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were going to the Bahamas or something, and he just ended up in New York City. Yeah, was it was it really that bad. It was then? chaos back then. There was no TSA. Nobody yeah. knew where anybody was going. Yeah, people could wear their shoes all the time. <laughs> the they shoe just, bombings were just out of this world. Nobody knew what a shoe bomb even was. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's the low point. What was the high point? Did you get a high point out of that? Um, I don't know. Didn't didn't I don't know. Macaulay Culkin always. Yeah, Joe Pesci. No, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yeah, they brought him back. Yeah. How did the thieves end up in New York again? Um, I think they became the Sticky Bandits instead of oh, the Wet Bandits. Dang, are wow. Yeah, your mind is like a trap when it comes to <laughs> stupid, r- facts. really old, <laughs> crappy movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, last one is uh, AI, artificial intelligence. Ooh, ooh. I was reading a thing on a geeky website about how. Everyone is critically reassessing AI as being a masterpiece. Really? Yeah. And then... Um, Manhattan? I know the low point from that one. I still remember that one. Oh, was it? They call it... That was that one, right? Wasn't it? They call it... Why do they call it Man... That's why they call it Manhattan or whatever. Oh, did they make that joke? I, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jude Law said that. It was Jude Law, right? Yeah. He was the other... Yeah, yeah, I think that... He said, you know, it's dangerous there because there are a lot of people there and that's why they call it manhattan because it's yeah. not robots and i'm just like oh no well it is an interesting one to me because uh i rewatched it a couple of years ago because mm-hmm. i read another geeky article saying that it was this amazing movie yeah and uh when i watched it again like reassessing it um and knowing where the movie ends i had a f- i had a, a, pre- a more of an appreciation for it but okay. it's just like those little moves that i disagree with that spielberg always makes like yeah. what? Like, well, just like that line. That Manhattan. Yeah, that line. He always has to throw a little joke. My like favorite one is like, joke. Yeah. is like the the objects in your closer than they appear in, in Jurassic Park. But at least it's, that one is, it's in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. You know, AI like, was uh, supposed to be the serious philosophical movie and he can't, he can't stay serious for very long. Even Schindler's List, which is like the, like probably um, the most consistent movie that he's ever made. Even that one has like weird fucking little jokes in it. Or it just goes like really sappy and sentimental, like at weird parts. I but, I've never seen it. Really? Yeah, I've never seen Schindler's List. I've never seen Titanic, Schindler's List, and there's like a couple other of them that I. Schindler's List is actually a pretty good movie. Okay. Yeah, 
I'll check it out. Yeah, it's on Netflix too. But uh, Schindler's List is interesting because um, um, the the change in Schindler's character isn't telegraphed, which I think is a difficult thing to do. Oh, okay. So he starts off as a crook that's just mm-hmm. trying to profiteer off of the off of the Holocaust and off of the war. And yeah. he doesn't he doesn't give a shit about Jews. He doesn't give a shit about anything. Yeah. He's just like a individual, right? Yeah. And then at some point in the movie, he's saving people's lives, but you can never really pinpoint at what moment it was. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of like that one Kirk Douglas movie I told you to watch. Oh, the 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 uh, news Ace, Ace in the Hole. Yeah. Ace in the Hole. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, that was a really good one. Because at one point he everybody makes, needs to watch Ace in the Hole. That's a better movie than Schindler's List. That was a really yeah. good movie. But, Thanks uh, for recommending that, by the way. It was uh, what year was that done in? That would like have been six, in the early fifties. Oh, yeah. early fifties. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of covers the entire story that we're going through with, with, it's it's everybody thinks that the that that. Uh, social media and then that push is kind of a unique turn of events or whatever but oh yeah that movie kind of goes over like it's not it's always kind of been a little bit weird like the way that people react i think think people people mob up really easily Mm -hmm. and they love like a good story and then so all nonfiction and journalism and whatever has always been going after the the story you know and that's yeah. what Ace in the Hole is. I don't want to just explain what the Ace in the Hole is. Anyway, it's a good movie. Just it's about yeah. it's about um hype. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We don't want to give away any spoilers from mid fifties movies. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I just don't want to talk about the plot of a movie. Just you know, go watch it. But uh Yeah, that's true. Um <laughs> But that's the I think I think people from every single generation always do that though, right? Because right I, now I we're so. talking about what how social media is like in the school system, they're always saying social media is destroying uh, children's ability to read and write and you know, communicate effectively and everything, right? Yeah. And then in the 50s, it was newspaper, like there was too many newspapers, right? Yeah. And then in the in the 19th century, there was saying telegrams was going to ruin everything because you, you know. Did, were you the one that sent me the, the article that it was like, uh, it was, I think it was Socrates was worried about like written language? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, he was worried about the intelligence being like, we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't spread out our intelligence. Only a, sh- a few people should be allowed to read and write. <laughs> oh, wow. I think that was Socrates. It might have been somebody else. Dang. Only like, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't allow the masses to have access to this information. Huh. You know, elitist. <laughs> Those elitist philosophers. Yeah. And then we but, worship them like the gods that but they I mean, didn't agree with. Well, I think th- I I mean, so yeah, even back to even back to the Greek times when we were inventing writing, everybody said this is going to this is going to be it. this is going to destroy yeah. society. I was watching it I was watching a documentary about about math. <laughs> so no, it's not weird that you don't know that sharks g- give live birth. So I was watching a documentary. It was five-part series about the history of math. Yeah. And uh and and uh, in Roman times, um, the, they started to adopt the, I can't, so the, the base 10 system with zero came out of India. Okay. And um, and then I think the Arabic community or the Arabs took it up and then, and then it kind of inf- started to infiltrate into Rome. And in Rome, like to do math with the Roman numerals, like you had to be a friggin' genius and you had to have a lot of time and a lot of experience and stuff because like it's not very easy to like just do like multiplication and like division and stuff like that with all those characters oh yeah you know and so they were oh, concerned yeah, yeah. <laughs> i never thought of that yeah what's 55 times 72 <laughs> yeah they're just like 
Yeah. You know, you'd have to just kind of, they'd have all, I'm sure they had all sorts of different ways to get it, write it down and have like books and stuff and like memorize yeah. it and stuff. And then um, when the base 10 uh, system started to infiltrate, like all the upper echelon were super worried about it because mm-hmm. they're like, oh man, all these peons are going to be able to do math. And it's like, it's too much power in their hands. Yeah. Wow. So, That's yeah, I the guess. same thing. Yeah. I guess it, history repeats itself. But no, social media is different. This is going to be the thing <laughs> this is that gonna... really ruins everyone. And it really annoys me, these millennials and their social media and everybody yeah. looking at a screen. They're always on their smartphones and they always get participation awards. <laughs> That's what they do. So they just walk around in life, <laughs> just wanting to be awarded for things that they didn't work for. Yeah. No Who's hard that work. asshole on, uh, uh, did you share, did you share that video with me? Who's that asshole that's always that pops up on my social media? He's like, he's this this dude that uh, I don't know what you like and follow. It's, he's a CEO. I thought you had given it to me. He's like, oh, he's a CEO oh. and he's also a uh, kind of a motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he just went on this. I know the dude that you're talking 10 about. Ten minute tirade about how he he hates hiring millennials because mm-hmm. millennials are entitled and blah 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 blah. blah, blah you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's. But uh, yeah, I, it's probably like an age you, thing. You need to have a Joe Rogan when I was, guy over there. That just that when we hit these little hiccups. we don't like we don't like fact checking here on Treasure Valley <laughs> Podcast. Because I was about to pull up my phone yeah. and I realized I can't do that. I'm just but that's, if there was a dude right there. I'm just hoping that that's that's how viral like a viral thing starts is like we make a bad comment about something and then somebody catches it and then reposts it. But the thing is, is it's an hour long, so they're gonna have to figure out which marker to get to. I know exactly. Yeah. So oh. So I should just say something really controversial right now. How long has it been? Uh, 25 minutes and 27 seconds. All right. I don't want to say it, though. Okay. Just in case it comes back. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait, this will be on forever. <laughs> um, should we get... Watch s- Treasure Valley Podcast. <laughs> also, we get a bunch that's, of con- that's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get like a bunch of skinheads to follow us, ironically. <laughs> yeah. We like this. Look at it's two white guys talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we haven't said enough controversial things except for the Orlando Bloom thing. Oh yeah, well we stay we like pin that right up at the beginning. Sixteen so. year old sixteen year old <laughs> girls from two thousand three are going to be pissed off. Yeah, I know we have a base ten system, but I still can't do the math on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have no idea how old they are now. Yeah, I guess the Romans are wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, math didn't spread to the masses. <laughs> nope. Um, do you want to do a film question or do you want to do a miscellaneous question give me a film question okay best day of filming on canyon county best day of filming on canyon county you should county. go watch canyon county on oh. lower gentry studios yes episode one is available and then the other episodes will be available sometime subsequently subsequently they shall be available they shall be sometime this year yeah sometime in the first half of the year yeah most likely Perhaps earlier. First Perhaps. third. I'm gonna say I'm gonna promise. It's gonna be available in the first third. That's of this a little year. controversial. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fine. When is that? April? Yeah. Okay. I mean, how many months are there? Let me get my pen. <laughs> <laughs> One over three, right? <laughs> okay. I mean, there isn't nine months, or else I'd give you that answer right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be super easy. Yeah. Um unless you said first half. Uh Best day of filming on Canyon County. Uh, best day of filming on Canyon County was. I really enjoyed uh, being in um, being at the uh, the acting uh, 
I'm spacing on the name of the place. Idaho Casting. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really nice. And that was the that was the day with the most people involved. Yeah. And that was a fun that was a fun day getting to meet all of those extras because we had three groups of extras that moved through because we had to shoot basically pieces of three different episodes in one day. Yeah, I think and that I really was, enjoyed that. I agree with you. It was kind of like one of those things where that whole anticipation and building up and like thinking that like you're trying to prevent every single little thing from going wrong and imagining a bajillion things that can go wrong and all those people that are coming and everybody showed up and it went quicker than it more quickly than anticipated and so it was just like oh wow that was awesome yeah and that was also that was just a great um because we shot three scenes that day and then the middle scene we we had you know six hours or six or seven hours working on it and that scene is kind of a climax of the entire web series too so it was just a fun scene to do Mm -hmm. and then having extras there never having read the script not knowing what is going on and then seeing them react to what was actually happening in the climax of the web series and then realizing that it was playing pretty well and then having those people contact me afterwards because being like whoa so what happens in the rest of this web series this is really cool so that was just kind of a little ego boost oh yeah because i remember crap. um because i think before that we were i didn't doing know a- you got emails after that you never told me that yeah oh cool yeah well not emails i guess facebook messages oh okay social social media stuff. i don't even know yeah. i just i just say yeah i guess if you just say messages like i think that covers everything yeah because it can cover email it can cover I mean, there's, there's levels there's so many of things. personal, personal yeah. you know, I feel like if a Facebook, a Facebook message isn't personal at all, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes it is because some of those people just like use Facebook Messenger all the time. Well, I mean, I do now. Yeah. That's because your phone service sucks. Yeah. Should and we say the name or is that controversial? Cricket. Don't My use- cricket <laughs> never works ever. No one should have a cricket plan. <laughs> but the deal is so good. It is very good. I, I pay very little for not having service. <laughs> <laughs> but, you get a, but you get to carry a phone around <laughs> yeah exactly and then you know when i'm connected to wi-fi everything works brilliantly. yeah i mean wi-fi like what yeah yeah anyway so uh yeah that was my favorite day and cool. that was after we done a bunch of stuff outside and i didn't realize that outside is a nightmare and a half oh yeah i had forgotten about because we did we did we speak and we spoke for the most part except for some coverage shots mm-hmm. outside it, and one quick scene in the backyard is all inside yeah. Controlled environments. And I'd forgotten that outside you have to deal with uncontrolled know, expo- environments. Yeah. Well, no, you have to. I mean, just like things that I didn't think yeah. of, you know, I mean, we're next to a road. People are going to be on that road all the time. Um, yeah. If it's because the one day, remember, Wait. it was it was it was partly sunny. So oh, the yeah. exposure kept on changing because clouds. Would go oh, over that's the right. I forgot about yeah. that. That was annoying. And then yeah. you block stuff up out and then you forget to think about like where the sun is going to be in position to the earth. Yeah, because we remember we went there. You're... Yeah, we went there at a different time of day, and that was that was our bad for not thinking about that. Because we went there in the evening. Yeah, and we're like, wow, it's gonna be perfect. And then we went there at noon. And we're like, oh, the sun's in a different spot <laughs> and rotate. Yeah, and rotate it around this way, you know, and those types of things. And um, um, yeah, controlled so was, environments are nice. Controlled environments are nice. So I think I should just convert this into a soundstage and paint one of the walls green. Yeah, and then we and just we don't just have do... to leave ever. Yeah. Just yeah. do everything in this room. Perfect. Yeah. I'd be down with that. It'll so, probably look completely 100% okay, too. Yeah. So Idaho casting. Idaho Day. casting. Yeah, that was a good one. Thanks, Brian Jagger. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, writing versus pre-production versus production versus post-production. What's your favorite part? All of them. You don't have one that you like the most? No, I think uh, I'm going to steal an answer from somebody else. 
that okay. I had heard one time, but I can't remember who. I think it was Quentin Tarantino where he says he likes all of them, but by the end of each step, he's ready for that part to end. Uh, like right now yeah. we're in post-production. I'm kind of ready for that to be over. Yeah, yeah. Because we've been in post-production since July. Yeah. And after the rough yeah. cut, and I feel like after the rough cut, you that's the, at least for my end, because you do, you do the audio, on my end on the rough cut, I kind of, at, that's like climbing a mountain. Yeah. And then usually I feel like, well, it should be done in a little while then. Yeah. You know, because you have to, yeah. go, you have to sit through all those footage. You need to figure out how to construct the scene. You need to do all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I always think that it's going to be done within a few weeks and it never is. No, sorry. No, 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 no. But no, even on my side though, because I have oh. to do, I have to do color grading and all that other <laughs> junk. And then we have to do Foley stuff. We have to bring actors back in to do ADR. And, um, a lot of it is just, I like when it gets creative again. Yeah. When you're done with the technical stuff. Yeah. Like the color grading is creative, kind of. But then a lot of times it's just correcting, it's yeah, just correcting yeah. shit with skin tones and then just trying to match it. No, I agree and with you. The at, creative aspect is like it, it gets it gets lost in the weeds sometimes in post-production. Yeah. So as soon as the sound effects are all recorded and then the levels are kind of okay and then you get to watch it again, the mm-hmm. scene, and then, you're, and then you think, wow, okay, this is this is looking and feeling like something more professional. And yeah. then you can make little changes again and then that's where the creativity comes back in especially or yeah. stuff with like score or you know <clears throat> i was thinking about that the other music. day yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like it's 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 going from like the 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 bricks of clay to like an actual like lump of clay that's starting to like look like something and then you get excited but when yeah. you got a big or you know when you're you're building a deck you know with like when you have all the boards laid there it's just like oh man that's awful but then when you get the outline framed and then you start like knowing what you're supposed to do next it's like oh okay yeah yeah we start you know, putting those cross boards across the entire thing on the top. The cross boards. The cross I, I boards across the top. I don't know what they're called. Uh, the, I'm not a I have no carpenter. idea either. It's the wood, uh, cross wood. When you put the last wood on top of the other wood and yeah. make it a We're at 33 minutes. Deck. We can probably say anything that we want right now. <laughs> All right. No, this is really interesting. We for got sure. everybody engaged. For sure. Bam. Now, the views have been going up. I'm excited. Thank you all for watching. I'm excited about it. Like they have been going up. So okay, cool. yeah, sweet. It's, it's super awesome. I don't know who's been watching because I haven't been watching it. <laughs> well, gosh darn it! Are you gonna watch this one? <laughs> oh God, no. So they might go down by yeah, they might go down by at least one because I know that Zoe's not gonna watch it either. <laughs> Are you ready for another question? Yeah. Um, so this goes back to the Jurassic Park. Best book film combo. What do you mean combo? Is in they go together or adaptation both, of a book? Both. Where, yeah, where the book was good and the film was good. So I guess film adaptation from a book that's decent. Ooh. Because like Shining wouldn't necessarily count. No. In your opinion. Book, no, yeah, the book's really bad. Yeah. Sorry, Stephen King fans. Oh, look at. You know what? Ellie just burning bridges. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Stephen King. I don't think he's a very he's good not, writer. He's not going to send you a Christmas card, dude. I know. <laughs> Yeah, he's not going to give us one of his books to like screw up in movie Actually, you form. know what? I, I think I like Stephen King. He just writes too much. He doesn't slow down. If he were to if he were to rewrite something and not just write it once and then send it to a publisher, yeah. I think he would be really good. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some really good ideas. He's got right. great ideas and he and actually his his line by line writing is usually pretty bad, mm-hmm. but it sometimes is really good. I remember when just I read- everything reads is like a first draft with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, everything just reads like he just sat and just wrote it down and he's like, oh man, I'm Stephen King. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to make like $2 million off of this. And then I read a couple else. of his books in high school 
Um, and then like they both ended with explosions. And then I think it was Needful Things and then It. It ends with a... Oh, no, 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 no. He turns into a spider. And... No, no, no. Was it... What was the other one? It was like Langoliers or... Langoliers ends with an explosion too. Okay. No. It... No, that was the Tommyknockers. Tommyknockers ends with an explosion. Yeah. The Shining ends with an explosion, the book version. Maybe it was the Shining. And yeah. then, no, there's another one I think that ends with an explosion too. It was well, a, I mean, uh, the, stand, things, the, stand, the Stand. No, The Stand literally ends... I got an, argue, yeah. I got an argument with a colleague about this and mm-hmm. it was really... It was really intense. It got really heated because I said I didn't like the stand, Uh-oh. and she was very angry with me. Wow! And then I said, "Well, it's it, the and I, I focused on the ending because I realized mm-hmm. that because the ending is so bad th- that I can't believe anybody enjoys it. <laughs> Literally, the hand of God comes, parts the clouds out of the sky, and then clicks a nuclear bomb, and then it blows up everybody, and that's the end of the book. Sweet, I. I don't know. That. Oh, wait, maybe I did read that. It was high school. I do remember an no, explosion. No, no, no. no really, Neville... though. A, a modern book that's trying to be psychologically complex with its characters and show this horrifying, you know, post-societal breakdown and then everything kind of becomes good versus evil and stuff. Mm-hmm. I literally, do that. Yeah, literally just has a, a God come and resolve everything. Like that was used that was used in like original Greek theater and then Euripides thought it was stupid. <laughs> and Sophocles. Like I... Sophocles was like, "Man, I don't like you Aeschylus cuz you use too much Deus Ex Machina." Mm-hmm. That's what they even have a name for it, Deus Ex Machina. That's how old it is. Yeah. He literally had God push the button. I don't know. How now lame a... do you have to be? I'm offended now cuz I think that book was amazing even though I don't remember it or don't I don't even know if I've read it. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, come on, God like like how many ideas how many different things could you have thought of just like well god endings, just, are, endings are hard man give him a break just like god and it literally is a finger i you remember him just explaining like get, the finger it's like literally and then a f- hand came out of the and then pushed the button <laughs> it's like his books are kind of like uh like uh mitch hedberg's joke about pancakes they're all exciting at first but then by the end of it you're sick <laughs> yeah there we go perfect <laughs> Anyway, sorry. How he's, we probably, he's probably he's probably writing at like page like seven hundred or eight hundred. He's like, oh crap. Yeah. I'm already. I, <laughs> I got all this down. I need to finish this somehow. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, hand of God. Hand of God. I I didn't think that was good. I guess. Uh, um. Oh, what was the original question? Oh, film. Uh, best book slash film combo. Yeah, because we were talking about The Shining. Um. And that one ends. Doesn't the hotel blow up or something? Yeah, that's a really hard one. Um. Um, no Country for Old Men. Oh, good call. Yeah. I was super excited when The Road came out. Because the book, The Road, was baller. Book, The Road, was one of my favorite books ever. And then the movie didn't capture that shit at all. But that was the first Cormac, first and only Cormac McCarthy book I've read, actually. I need oh. to get another one. Wait, no, maybe I read another one. Maybe you gave me one. I never remember stuff like this. I got a bunch of them. You can read whichever okay. one you want. I want to borrow. Post. I want to borrow. Meridian. Yeah. Okay. I want to. I want to borrow No Country for Old Men, but I like The Road a lot. The Road is one of the best yeah. pop- post-apocalyptic well, stories I think, ever. I think. The, um, I think part part of the reason why that's such a good ad- adaptation is that the structure of the book, um, because you can't really tell it from The Road if you've not you've not read a lot of Cormac McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy is a very philosophical writer in terms of he sets up almost like a dialogue between two characters, mm-hmm. and then they will just debate metaphysics for like pages upon pages upon pages yeah 
So that happens like a lot in his books. Oh, that's um, oh. So he's he's almost like a like a David Hume kind of guy. Almost, but okay. it still is. It still has like a plot. Well, I mean, obviously has... David Hume. That's all he did. Yeah, exactly. Or what's the, what's the, what's the other Ayn Rand? Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. No, Ayn no, because Ayn Rand had a point of had a more of a political point of view. What? Are you where... kidding me? She was totally neutral. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like saying that as if it's like a new thing. I don't know. I think maybe she was uh, she was trying to say something about politics. I think I she know. might have been trying to influence some people with her stories. Not sure. Yeah, I kind of gave me that hint. Whereas he's uh, he he uh, I think Cormac McCarthy. It's hard to pin down where he stands on anything. Mm. So it, that's kind of cool because it, like, it gives you uh, it gives you kind of the idea. Uh, it gives you an idea that the world is a muddle. Basically, yeah, that's... the world is a muddle, and you can't really you can't pull a consistent ideology out of it. That's what I got. That's what I got out of a lot reading a lot of his stuff. And but plus life, and just life in general. Yeah, that's nothing cool. really works, and uh, it never works anyway. But yeah. the interesting thing about No Country for Old Men is the first half of the book and the first half of the movie are more or less exactly the same. Hmm. But in the book, it becomes almost there's a. I need to. The last time I did watch my podcast. And I noticed that I say a lot of filler words. So mm. when I get in these complex ideas, I need to pause and I need to think about the words I'm saying so I don't annoy myself later when I listen to this. Like, um, okay, okay, um, like, go um, ahead. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yep, okay. Mm, yeah, 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 oh, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, like, yeah. good, okay, Anyway, Sweet. so the first, the first half of the book and the first half of the movie are more or less scene by scene exactly the same. Down to the dialogue, it's exactly the same. Um... But in the second half of the book, it becomes more philosophical in a more verbose way, where characters are speaking their philosophy, they're arguing. But what the Coen brothers did was really interesting is that they cut all that shit out, and then they added in an anti-climax, where they, yeah. they took the philosophy that Cormac McCarthy was writing about, and they realized that it would be shit as a movie mm-hmm. with a bunch of characters just talking. Whereas if you read it, you kind of you give it more leeway. Whereas if you're seeing people saying these things... It becomes yeah. really ridiculous. That's why that movie, The Counselor, most people hate that movie because Cormac McCarthy wrote that script, and it's just people just back and forth, just bantering about philosophy. Oh, uh, okay. So the Coen Brothers realized that, and then they 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 basically um, instilled those philosophical ideas, and then they made it part of the structure of the movie. Mm. So I thought that was a really cool adaptation. I wonder if Richard Linklater could pull it off. Probably not, because Richard Linklater is a little too free flowy. I would think. Oh. Okay. You think so? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never well, read any of the books that he's that he's adapted. So I wonder if he's as but his is but his I'm his, just thinking about people like just droning on endlessly in conversations and like for some reason you can watch his movies. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's totally fine. But it seems like it's natural. And usually there's movement going on too. Yeah. And he's picking some interesting camera movements and some camera shots and and uh, obviously like emotional. Yeah. Well, with Richard Linklater, I think um, his process is is a lot different, though. So that's why the structures of his movies are usually a little more free flowing. Like he goes he he goes into rehearsals with actors without a completed script a lot of times, mm. and he so, like develops so he develops the script with the actors at, in like this really intense. I just said it like five times in this really intense um, rehearsal period over the course of like. Over the course of six to ten weeks, and then they will rewrite the script and change the dialogue. Oh, okay. 
And then so it's being basically he has the, the beats. Yeah. He has the beats already picked out, mm-hmm. and and he I don't know if it's like that with every single one, but I know the before trilogy works like that. Um, and the first movie did the slacker movie worked like that. Okay. And, then, and what about that cartoony like rotoscope? That one definitely worked like that. Hmm. And that's where you can kind of feel it. All of a sudden, they must have stumbled on some sort of plot thread. So at the end, everything kind of coalesces into one plot movement, hmm. which is kind of cool. That's what uh, that's what uh, Orson Welles was trying to do in his final film production. Yeah. Something similar to that. Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? I watched the documentary. I started watching the actual film, but it it kind of, it was really hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't. I was having some beers. It was yeah. hard to focus. No. Decided to watch The Predator. Yeah. I, I was, uh, it was not very easy to for me to watch. I, I need to sit down and probably watch it again, maybe. It just, it just seems like it wasn't cut together correctly. It didn't seem to flow very well. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's obviously not Orson Welles' fault because he, died he died and didn't finish any of it yeah and then some other dude did yeah to try to make some money off of it yeah good work yeah um well that's uh i don't know to be fair though a lot of a lot of his movies because i used to have a filmstruck account and they had all of his non filmstruck for going out of business or canceling it or who canceled it uh, i think it was M- it was it was whoever bought filmstruck Oh, they just okay. They it's wanted not... to. They wanted to split the the library and then make it like diffuse it across multiple different platforms that they can charge you separately for. Yeah, exactly. Wow, good um, call. Um, but uh, I watched I watched a few of his non Hollywood Orson Welles's non Hollywood movies, and a lot of them are pretty technically like oh. they're, they're kind of hard to watch. Got it. A lot of the ADR. You can always point out Orson Welles's voice. Because he would ADR multiple characters, <laughs> which is pretty fun. Oh wow! <laughs> I, 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 one of them is like a woman, I think, in Othello. It's just, like, it's just obviously Orson Welles' voice, like, <laughs> and he just kind of mumbles it to, while the while the woman's back is is turned to the camera, like maybe nobody will notice this one. Yeah, there's some bad ADR in the in the the one that they put on Netflix for sure. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and you could see like because it's it wasn't quite like a back of the head shot like you could see the guy's like mouth and it wasn't really moving and all of a sudden he was saying stuff and i was yeah. just like whoa i mean it must have been hard back then i mean think mm-hmm. about the different i mean the difference in cost yeah is insane i mean there was a dude who i mean burned all of his bridges in hollywood and then he was used to making movies a certain way and he still wanted to make movies and then he still needed you know tens of thousands of dollars just to shoot a movie like we shoot a movie yeah like oh come on over guys let's do it but i need to have you know, fifty thousand dollars in film, and then I need to pay twenty five thousand dollars to process it. Yeah, that would be nuts. Yeah, I mean, just the amount of—I mean, you can—and that's why they're always using the ends of takes in those cheaper movies, because it, like, literally, you could run out of film. Oh. And be like, okay, well, we can't shoot anymore. Yeah, that would be an additional planning process. Fortunately, yeah. <laughs> SD cards and yeah, <laughs> they, they removed like that. That's why I don't get that endless. film versus digital debate. It's like clearly digital is better. Because you can it's just clearly do it. better. It's yeah. like it's all clearly it's better if everybody gets to read. Yeah. <laughs> clearly it's better if everybody can do math. Yeah. I think that was at the end of uh um did you ever watch you ever seen Apocalypse Now? I just thought of another one, pianos. Oh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another did I tell you about that one where everybody was worried about the record player and the radio because like nobody would nobody, nobody would buy would, pianos. Nobody anymore would buy and pianos and learn and how to play piano. Yeah. And yeah. so everybody's like, No, this is gonna be ruin everything. Like you should just be listening to the music 
that people are playing right in your house. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of coming full circle on the music end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now we're all just, <laughs> yeah, we're all just composers. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's everybody's doing, the, there's like a bajillion local bands, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about because some of them are coming on here. Oh, sweet. Pre-Fort. Yeah. Pre-Tree Fort. Pre-Fort. Pre-Fort, yeah. Pre-fort and Treasure Valley Podcast. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, that was the, the um, you ever seen Apocalypse Now? No. Um, that's anyway. With, that's with... Uh, Marlon Brando and, and Martin Sheen's. Okay, it. yeah, It's yeah. a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Okay. It's an awesome movie. You can watch that on that, streaming as well. I need well. to do that. Yeah, that's a great one. I'll put, um, I'll put that on my... Dad doesn't like that one because it's not very realistic, apparently, uh, to the military. But I don't really... It, it's clearly not trying to be realistic, so it never bothered me. Oh, okay. But anyway... Well, it's kind of important to do your research, though. Well, it's so clearly I'm not... I'm going to critique the movie that I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> It's based off of Heart of Darkness, which doesn't play, take place in Vietnam. So oh, okay. it's Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, but it's in the Vietnam War. Anyway, it's a cool movie. Um, but at the end of this documentary about the making of that movie, um, Francis Ford Coppola, I think it was in the, they made that movie in the 90s or the early 90s. And they said, well, what's stopping filmmaking from being a, a true art form? And he said, the money. As soon as the, as soon as the cost of movies comes down, all of a sudden, if, if everybody's allowed to make a movie, there's going to be some little girl. And this, that's what he said. He was really into it. And he's like, there's going to be some little girl in like Omaha, Nebraska. And she's just going to be a Mozart. And she oh. never would have been discovered without the cost going down. And that's when it's going to be a real thing. And that's, and he's, I think he, he ended with like a prediction. It's like, that's going to happen in the next like 25, 30 years too. Oh, it's nice. It's going to be great. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so you picked the best film book combo. You you did that. No Country for Old Men. Good yeah. answer. Do you want to go on to the just miscellaneous, miscellaneous, miscellaneous? Yeah, yeah. give me some miscellaneous. Give me some miscellaneous. This is these are not very subtle at all. Okay. Uh, most danger you've ever been in. Most danger I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I think any time I hang out with uh, the composer of We Speak on a sailboat, usually <laughs> I almost die. <laughs> John. John Weissert, yeah. I know he's not watching this. So. <laughs> he might. <laughs> Maybe he will. I don't know. Uh, he's too busy. He's too busy working on his house to even know that that you even have a podcast, probably. <laughs> I emailed him. I'm like, hey, when we're in Mexico, I want to have you on. And then I just didn't get anything back. Yeah, Does he have sure. internet in his house that he's building yet? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Maybe. Or something. First, he's got to get an outlet put in. <laughs> If not, there's a coffee shop next to his house, so <laughs> yeah. he can go get get on the internet, get it taken um, care of. But yeah, anytime so. he, yeah, um, yeah, we went on a really long trip together, and one of the times we uh, we ran into a bridge while we we're at high tide, and the boat almost got sucked under, and we almost died. But you didn't. But we didn't, because so, yeah, so it's that, a long story. I don't want to tell that story. But yeah, okay. that was the most that was the most danger. Because cool. yeah, that's that's one of those stories that it's better if he's here because he can point out all of these little details that i don't remember yeah that would be good i guess i could do it uh two inter- i just don't have the mic plugs yeah and also it just requires whenever you're doing sailing stuff you have to use these term this terminology oh and then you have to explain the terminology it's dumb anyway that was the most danger i've ever been in almost drowned in a sailboat five times oh in, nice. the, in a two-month period while living on a sailboat. What are the, how many times were, you know, the statistics on that? Like, how many near misses before you actually, like, go under? Well, I don't know. And then there was the last time I was in a with him. And I'm going to say that, I'm going to count that as one, of the, although he says that we weren't we weren't in danger. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's at least six. <laughs> at least six. But I mean, John hasn't died yet, so I think. <laughs> so he's probably got that number way up higher than yeah, yours. Exactly. Um, most disgusting meal. Most disgusting meal I've ever yeah. had. Like real food, not like, like what's you know, not even necessarily. What would I have eaten that's not food? I don't know. I'm just saying that you can't say like somebody with pica, like you know, like Ajax. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So these, there are rules. Most, most to these disgusting questions. meal that I've ever. This had. isn't just a free flowing podcast, man. Yeah. <laughs> there are stipulations and guidelines. All right. So what's uh, the most disgusting meal I've ever had? Um, or you've ever had, or yeah, obviously you've had to have had it. Otherwise, you wouldn't know it's the most disgusting. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last really bad meal I've had. Well, we had a bad meal at the airport. <laughs> Seattle um, Airport. Seattle. What was the fucking place? Oh, what was that fucking place called? Um, it was. Um, I don't know. Mine wasn't as bad as yours, though. You got a really gross meal. No, but mine wasn't as bad as Zoe's. Yeah, Zoe's, Zoe's was, was nasty. Yeah, hers was. It hers... was fried eggs with lime juice and like cilantro. It was yeah, no, it was no, good. No. yeah, yeah. It was it was like, avocado. No. It was it was brown avocado. Brown avocado that they had tried to like bring back to life, which doesn't work <laughs> like that by just squirting lime all over it. Don't plant your avocados over there. <laughs> you want to put those avocados over in that garden? <laughs> yeah. So it was like this tiered thing. So they the bottom of it was just like this hard piece of toast that had clearly been frozen, and then they had thrown it in the toaster, and then it didn't. Like that was it, I guess. <laughs> and then they didn't quite uh, they didn't quite take care of it. Um, they didn't quite heat it up enough, and then they have an uh, an egg that was sunny side up, but the whites were still raw. And then on top of that was this avocado that had turned brown, and then they put a bunch of lime juice on it to, I guess, disguise it. And then they just co- covered the whole thing with cilantro. It's just lime and like yolky eggs. Yeah, it was disgusting. And then they had like the salad like on top of the yeah. eggs. Uh, it was, yeah, that was gross. That one must have been in the back of my mind when I was writing that question down. Yeah. Because anyway. that was just that was really gross. I didn't even try a bite. Oh, I took a I took two bites. <laughs> you took two. Well, I was so hungry like, after my bad meal, <laughs> and then when I took a bite, it was like a different bad. And then on the second bite, I realized, oh no, this is this is way worse. Like this is borderline food poisoning. I don't know, but there was enough lime in there. I think there was enough citrus that it flushed through my system. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm not I'm not disgusted enough from my little tiny gross meal I just ate. Let me have a l- couple of bites of your disgusting meal until I feel sick to my stomach and then get on this plane. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Seattle Airport. They had good entertainment, though. Yeah, we were there on let's, Christmas Eve. Let's diss like... on the Seattle Airport now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should hashtag all these people. Yeah, hashtag Seattle the Airport. Airport sucks. Terrible food. Hashtag Stephen King. Blow <laughs> job given Stephen. Oh no, wait a minute, that's homophobic. Shit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's he just he sucks. Just generally. Yeah, you can't connotate negative things with with uh, blowjobs. <laughs> blowjobs are always good. They're always good. <laughs> Stephen King gives bad blowjobs. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's the way to make that not homophobic. Corrected, corrected. Oh my god. <laughs> he te- he teeths. He it's funny that you don't, have, you don't have to be worried job. about you don't have to be worried about cursing anymore because like before it was like if you just said like one specific word it was bad. Yeah. Now it's like. It's like strings of words that represent an idea, and then you have to watch yourself. Like, you can't say these words together. Yeah. It no, makes it, it more complicated. A, I mean, I guess it is. It still is a, It still is just a, a black or white thing mm-hmm. that I don't really appreciate. 
in general. Oh, the dichotomy of everything. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Are we getting into this? No, we don't need to. Yeah, okay. It's, I don't... it's 55 minutes. I got one question left. Okay. Let's do it. I actually, I kind of have to go to the bathroom anyway. Okay. So, Perfect timing. Awesome. Um, luckiest situation you've ever been in. And you can't use the danger one. I didn't re- realize it. Luckiest thing that's ever happened to you. Luckiest... Like po- positive. Not like, like escape. Yeah, thing? not like escaping danger. I think uh, I think the luckiest thing that ever happened to me was I ran out of money in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Although you could probably say that wasn't luck. That was just my own poor planning. Because <laughs> that's what brought me to Idaho. Oh yeah. And now it's what's making movies. Because if I would have stayed down in New Orleans, I would have still. I still would have been trying to be some sort of novelist, <laughs> and I just would have been getting drunk down there, just, still sanding on boats. Yeah, just sanding the bottom of the boats. And I'm like, yeah. ah, working on my novel, smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Yeah, having, like having weird sexual dalliances with really ugly women. Because <laughs> those port women, they are fucking atrocious sometimes. <laughs> what so do you mean? <laughs> Why is that? Um, <laughs> like, so, I mean, sometimes they're really hot, but sometimes they're really like. If you go to the quarter, there is get, a higher yeah. level of prostitution in <laughs> port cities. Yeah, it's a fact. <laughs> so, <laughs> because there are rushes of high concentration of men that are willing to pay for certain services provided, aka hashtag Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's, that's a good way to insult Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> you don't pay. <laughs> You're a miser with your fucking prostitutes. <laughs> so that's the luckiest situation you've ever been in is running out of yeah. Idaho. Yeah, Idaho is awesome. Yeah, I love Idaho. I love Idaho. Good. Now I feel like I need to just for the five people that that have actually listened to this. I think I need, do I do enjoy to... I do enjoy PC culture when it gets rid of homophobic and racial slurs. I do think that that's a good thing. Oh, I, I, there's definitely Cuz I feel like that that was that was maybe ambiguous. There's a little <laughs> bit of of ambivalence there on my part and I just don't want to I don't, don't want to think... ran into I don't want to run into a random some random ass person that's just like, "Oh, you like you like calling people I was just like gonna... calling people gay and you think that's a bad thing?" It's I like, was... "No, I think that's stupid if you call somebody gay." I was just going to say you think that's an insult like that uh they're still looking for an Oscar host, and I think you just took yourself out of the running. <laughs> I was just saying that things are complicated, and I guess I just don't enjoy. It. I think most people are stupid. Like that is ninety percent of ninety percent of people are stupid. So even if they latch onto a good thing, they just like they hit it really hard, and then that becomes their only thing. I, I think, and it's... then and then they it's just it's just a lack of nuanced thinking in general, mm-hmm. and I think uh, I think the emotional I think emotional tendencies of people. I think it's been okay up until now because we haven't had to interact with as many people. And so if you're, you're a small group of people, you don't show such an intense level of emotion because it's intimate and then you feel weird. Yeah. But if, yeah. but if, but if you have all of a sudden this precedent being set of people that are gaining attention from being hugely emotional, you're going to make like a, it's, they're going to be spearheading that emotional type of behavior and they're going to have a lot of people like following them. And, and and trying to imitate that, yeah. And what? so it's like yeah. you, it's it's just that that top down like that that frontal cortex like check that that doesn't necessarily happen because we're lazy. Like all of us, are, I I will say that probably ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people are always trying to find the shortcut to everything. And so thinking is one of those things that they do it on. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so it's like this is this is good. This is bad. And so blah 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 blah. Here they are. And yeah, then don't, exactly. This if you say this, it's bad. If you say this, it's good. And if you mix these words together, it's good. Mm-hmm. And then we can cut cut some words out of the vocabulary too. 
like 1984. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, I think social media, I think the bad thing, I don't think social media is bad. I think social media is a, is a tool to communicate with people. But I think the bad thing about that tool is that it, it's what you said. It's not personal enough. So basically, we're, when we're on our cell phones, we're basically in a car. And that's why road rage is a thing, because you're not held personally responsible when you yell at somebody like, get the fuck out of my lane, you fucking asshole. Like, mm-hmm. you, you've always screamed that those yeah. things at people, right? And now you can, do it, you can do it on social media, but you would never say that to that person's mm-hmm. face. No, Ever. you wouldn't. If you were sitting like none of the none of the people that because I have some friends on social media, right, that are very very mean and they get into social media fucking fights over whatever. And sometimes I even agree with them, but I'm always but I always think this isn't the right way. You're not going to convince this person of this by by yeah. adding a bunch of exclamation points and calling him an idiot. Yeah, like that's not going to do anything. <laughs> like oh, like, I guess I am an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> it's yeah. like wow, he called me an idiot. That's cool. <sighs> um, but. I think that's what it, it's basically. It's it's social media rage. It's almost like road rage because mm-hmm. they would never. Those same people that are like that, they're never that brave. And if that if they're together, they would never be that brave. Yeah, yeah. Because then he because then if they were in that room with like five other people, they'd be like, man, I guess a dick. Why is yeah. he yelling? Why is he calling him an idiot? Well, there was a yeah. <laughs> there was a comedian that talked about that. Like, imagine like who was that? Imagine if we, if we did, if we bumped into some someone, what we would. If we reacted like if somebody cut us off in traffic. Yeah. Do you know who that was? Do you know what comedian that was? Was it CK? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was CK. I, I was like walking into I'm like, what is this? Who is this? <laughs> well, obviously his opinion can't be right at all ever. Ever, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> that said, that was that was hard listening to his newest set. Yeah. He's he did not do that right. Yeah. His that's... newest set. It was bootlegged. Um, so first of all, the audio quality was atrocious, Yeah. but then he didn't even like address his, like the whole thing. Yeah. He just addressed it as I lost $35 million in a day. Yeah. And that's, and then it's like poor, Oh, poor guy. Like I feel bad for you. Like you had $35 million to lose idiot. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't figure out a way to keep some of that money. Yeah. And you were also just jerking off in front of random women. (laughs) When you were on the rise, did you not think that that might be like a problem? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. He struck me as an entitled piece of shit. Yeah. Off of that, mm-hmm. he's like, I can't believe they took away all my money. <laughs> it's like, it's no, like, and it wasn't even they took away his money. It's just that he lost his contracts. Yeah, it's like they didn't they didn't get any money from it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's how he kind of presented it. Yeah, exactly. it was like it's like these. No, they didn't get that money. I don't know. He made, might have made some settlements to for who knows whatever. Yeah, it doesn't he's matter. A, either he's a doofus. Either way, he should have. Louis C.K., he's the biggest doofus out of all of these people we've talked about. Even yeah, exactly. bigger than Orlando Bloom and Stephen King. Yeah. And, C- and SeaTac. And SeaTac, that f- fucking goddamn airport. Yeah. Worse than goddamn LAX. No, it's not. LAX was pretty bad. LAX is bad. Well, the food there was good. Yeah. It just cost nine bajillion dollars. Yeah, exactly. If you have an extra nine bajillion dollars, if you have a line of credit. What did we, like, get? What did we get? We got like a few drinks and... <laughs> Two burgers and it was two hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, we spent less than that in a week in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, welcome man. back to America. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Cool. We're at an hour and two minutes. All right. Is that is that it? Should Let's... I end on some sort of thing? Watch Canyon County. We'll release the. We're gonna we're gonna release the schedule mm-hmm. at some juncture when we get them all done. Yeah. And uh, it's a good. Uh, it's a it's a fucking good web series. Yeah. It's... And also, we're gonna have a showing uh, later in the summer. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. So keep tuned. 
you should like and follow us on YouTube. Yes, and please. Facebook. Yeah. Are and we going to both look at the camera? Yeah, but should make sure you look at your camera. Okay. And then I'll look at my camera. Okay. Because so if I look at your camera now and you look at my camera, that's going to look weird when I edit it together. Okay. So, so you have to look at. You have to... We should end with the with us both saying something at the camera. Okay. And then and then you're going to cut it after this point, right? Yeah. So what do you, you want to say? What do you want to say? Um, is the last thing. Uh, I don't know. What's a good ending word? Oh shoot! I'm the host. I should probably know these things. Yeah, well, you're but you just started asking very, me questions. It's you're not obviously on the a card. very well prepared host. You just have some random fucking chicken scratches all over this shit. It's like, come on, man. That's how my mind works. <laughs> Don't question my genius. <laughs> it's first of all, I got the non-line, non-line note cards because I can get more questions on them this way. It feels like than writing it this way because I write them so short that I like end up at like two-thirds across oh. and i'm like i can't be so wasteful with these note cards yeah there's no money coming in from this podcast so yeah. if you'd like to sponsor the podcast you can contact chuck at lowergentrystudios.com and we will put in your product as long as i approve of it um at the beginning as long as you <laughs> yeah because i'm not gonna be like i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be advocating for any orlando blue movies yeah no any, stephen king stuff. no stephen king books and no stand-up specials from louis ck i'm not gonna sacrifice the integrity of this podcast however if kevin material. spacey has a new movie coming out we'll definitely promote the shit out of that well he's uh he's taking a standpoint on that did that you watch counted? that video no what oh my god what we're gonna when we're done doing this, we gotta watch this video. Okay. So he got it. He got a. He got indicted. For, you should watch it too after you watch Canyon County episode. <laughs> yeah, one. yeah, exactly. And then you gotta watch this Kevin Spacey video because it's cr- fucking batshit. Okay, this dude is fucking batshit. He lost his, or maybe he never had a mind. Yeah, but it's insane. So he got indicted for um for sexually assaulting this fucking eighteen year old in Massachusetts. Okay. And then so he's going to court, and then two days before, or like a week before, he had to go to court. He releases this monologue from his own YouTube channel yeah. of him pretending to be the dude from House of Cards, but he's like vaguely talking about how he was indicted for a sexual assault, but he's talking in the same stupid accent from House of Cards. And then like Oh wow. And then talking about the events of the show, and then it like ends with him saying, uh, you know all of the evil stuff that I got away with. And I never had to pay for it. You know damn well I'm not going to pay for something I never did or some shit. It was just like, oh. but he's talking in like the accent. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really dis. It's like really, it's really disarming. It's like really unnerving. Like watching it, you're like, this is an insane person. Oh, that's that somehow s- society allowed him to be a multimillionaire at some juncture because well, we can't w- see through fucking people. Just <laughs> all a tight knit community now that <laughs> that the filming is cheaper and we're all on social media. We all get to know all the crazy intimate. shit. No, I mean it's 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 insane. It's crazy. And at the same time he does a really good job with that model. <laughs> he really hey. hits those beats really well. He's like, you know, he's a pretty good actor. Yeah. Yeah, he's he might be forceful, but in his private life, but you can't fault his you can't fault his present on screen. You know, you know what I, I thought I thought a solution to all of to all of the shit. I know we're going over whatever. It's okay. Yeah. It's uh, there's plenty of SD card space. Yeah. So I'm There's I, plenty of reel and tape. But I thought of a solution to all of this shit, right? Yeah. So like the Me Too movement is a good thing cuz we're 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 clearing all of the perverts out, you know? Mm-hmm. Like all the perverts are not going to be exp- are not going to be sheltered anymore. Right, yeah. but a lot of those perverts, mm. I really, 
I personally really enjoy them. So you have this weird paradox, right? Mm -hmm. Where, or this quandary that you're in, whether you should ingest their media because you know when you ingest their media, they somehow get money put in their pockets. Yeah. So I think what we need to do, like with people like Roman Polanski, one of my favorite directors ever, Mm -hmm. and then like maybe even Louis C.K. if he becomes funny again, or, you know, or, you know, Kevin Spacey, we should allow them to make art in like their own little fun prison. Ooh. And then they don't get any, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then they don't get any, like, any monetary thing. Yeah. And then we will know, <clears throat> then we can ingest it without feeling the guilt. Because I think that's what people develop feel, right? their own, like, sexual harassment pecking order, like, within <laughs> the prison. Yeah, exactly. Because that, that's the thing, isn't it? Right? Because you just feel bad. When you do it, you're like, hey, I don't want to put money in this dude that, that yeah. thought it was okay to rape a 12-year-old. But yeah. at the same time, man, Chinatown's awesome. Yeah. You, that, I think you got it. I yeah, think right. that's it. So we just need to fund. We need to have a fund for these people, the creative ones, or just all of them. Actually, yeah, put them all together. And actually, then, I'm, and, one of, I'm one of those liberals that actually doesn't believe in prisons. So yeah, so I have trouble with just the idea of prison in general. Yeah, so. but they have to work. That would be their work. They yeah, can that would do be their work. work. Yeah. yeah, they can do. And then they work. can. And I think we should do that for all prisoners. Yeah, and any money. Actually, we should just adjust the prison system. And then all the money so that came from the yeah, all the 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 millions of dollars that came from the films yeah. that were produced in the prisons by all the harassers. Yeah, would then go to pay for the prisons. Yeah. And then it wouldn't come out of tax dollars. It would be sustainable. Yeah, I know. There it is. Cool. I think we fixed it. That's what we're going to end on. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're welcome, society. I th- no, I think we fixed it. That was, oh, that was the line, I think. Or what? We had to both. Remember, we, we oh, got yeah. off on a tangent. I, I, was, I just said that you're welcome. That was 10, welcome. Minutes, 10 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> you're, I said you're welcome, society. Okay, you're As welcome. As in, I'm assuming that they're already thanking us. Okay. So we're going to say that to the camera together? No, I think we should just say... Good night, good night, and good luck. No, I think that was somebody else's line. <laughs> okay, um, we we could say. No, let's just say. Let's just end it. Okay. Right now.